what we're going to do today, and what you can see on screen, and probably not too fantastic to see there, is a whole bunch of stocks. And I'm going to do a little experiment. I've got this database with 10,000 odd stocks. And what I'm going to do with these is I'm going to put them into ChatGPT. And I'm going to ask it a series of questions based on all of this data. The other thing I'm going to do in this recording is just take you through Apple. They've just had their results and what that may well mean for everybody uh, who is interested in the stock. Let me try and zoom into that if I can. Ugh, that's not nice. That one's a tiny bit better. Uh, okay, so this is where we are with Apple. It's formed a little bit of a base and I'll come back to this as I said. Uh, in a, a moment, they're the two main things I want to uh, do in uh, today's little broadcast that I've got planned. So let's start off with the chat GPT part over here. And what I'm going to do is, like I said, I've got all this 10,000 stocks and a ton of data with everything from their valuations to their revenue growths uh, and their earnings growth, profits, every single aspect of a company you can imagine. And as they say, data is the new oil. I'm going to put that into ChatGPT, and then I'm going to share with you the results. Now, the key thing here is, first of all, anything to do with AI, two most important things, data and the prompt, the question that you ask it. Uh, and I'll also answer some of your questions as well. For instance, I've got a question, what made me decide to switch from law to finance? I was just, I found finance more interesting. I'd been trading since I was 12, and I just found it more interesting and lucrative than being a barrister. Uh, and being a barrister didn't pay much, even though I was at a commercial set, 12 grades in square, uh, and we were doing Lloyd's insurance cases, but it just paid a lot more. Uh, so let me go on to ask the chat GPT questions now. On this data, so all of this can now be uploaded into ChatGPT 4+, and I can ask, now this is the key, what prompt do I ask it with all this stock data? And the stock, and the question I'm going to ask it, just as I load this up live, uh, and you won't necessarily be able to see it on your screen, so here we go, unfiltered, uh, and we're going to put this up. And it's unfiltered in the sense that you can see I've marked in green some of the characteristics of a stock which we know historically are positive. We know a company with a high sortino, that's an average return versus the risk of missing that return, tends to do better than one with a very poor return, obviously. Okay, we also know certain other factors such as revenue growth tends to be, but not guaranteed to be, uh, more indicative of future price movements being upward than not. And similarly, valuations are not guaranteed, but can be an important factor in forecasting future price movements. So we take all those factors in and we go into all of those things. We go into volatility because we know there's a correlation between volatility and future price movements. None of these factors are guaranteed always to work. And all of these factors have a degree of relevance, but the weight of that relevance changes over periods of time. And that's why, like with any chaotic, complex systems, including the weather, it's difficult to ever get a guarantee of what might happen with future stock price movements. So I've uploaded all the data. By the way, this is what it looks like on ChatGPT when you upload the data. So that's 4+, advanced data analysis. I've updated all of that on there. Okay. So the next thing for me 
to do is to ask the correct prompt. And that's always critically important whenever you're using AI. It's not, as I say, just about the data. It's about the prompt and the questions that you ask, right? Um, the screens aren't very clear because, of course, we have the problem. Let me see if I can zoom in, really zoom in like crazy. Can you see this? Uh, even that might not be enough. And what all of that shows you uh, is it tends to be a bit better on my YouTube channel or others, uh, Telegram videos and so on. But there's a hell of a lot of data in there. Now, I've got no idea how I'm going to scroll horizontally. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, so you can see there's a lot of that kind of data in there with 5,000 odd stocks. I've zoomed in for the moment. So let me now say, okay, well, where's the money to be made? Okay, here's AI. Here's all the stock data. We know from Nobel Prize winning literature that there are certain factors which relate to the likelihood of price moving up. Well, have we got to the point where we can just ask AI the right question and it should tell us the stocks which are likely to do the best? Now, there's two factors here. AI doesn't have a crystal ball and the future is not already, uh, it's not something which has already happened. So it's not a time machine where people think the future has already occurred. It's not like physics where if I throw the ball up in the air, I can tell you the future, it will drop. Um, it's not quite like that. Uh, instead, you're playing with probabilities and weightings, and it gets a bit complicated. It might be too late in the night to talk about all of those kinds of things. But that being the case, is there money to be made? Is there billions to be made from this kind of data? It used to be said that the Rothschilds made their money because they had information. Behind all great fortunes is data and information. So if we were to take all of this, then does our fortune, our billions lie in this? Well, obviously, there's a couple of problems. One is you've got to ask the right question of the data. Second, you've got to make sure you've got enough data and all of it. And thirdly, you've got to have the money in order to make it worthwhile. I mean, you put a pound in, not going to make much of a difference if you just buy a load of Apple stock. And we're going to come to Apple in a second, as I've discussed, and they've had their earnings here, and I'll explain what I think about it as well. So I wanted to keep this broadcast relatively uh, short. And oh, it looks like my sister's on here. That's brilliant business teacher. You must all follow her. I'll see if I can add her as a guest uh, as well. And what I want to show you with all of this is, okay, let's take it to the next level. Let's put that prompt in. Now, the prompt I'm going to ask it initially of all this data is something as simple as using the spreadsheet, tell me the best 10 stocks I should invest in over the next 12 months for best returns using conventional proven stock picking methodologies. Apologies most likely to succeed, most likely to succeed. Now, you could improve that prompt, but just to show you that again, that's what the prompt looks like. It's here, I've put it in there. This is the data um, next to it, okay? There's about, like I said, I think it's about, let's just have a look how many stocks there are that we've inputted. 
Okay, we've got 8,000 stocks, and the kind of data we've put in is everything from cash flows, balance sheets, P&Ls. Basically, companies have three sets of accounts, as I'm sure most of you know, and those accounts are their P&L, their balance sheet, and their cash flow statements. And what I've done in here is added all of those aspects uh, into this data and also price statistical analysis as well, and then ask the question. So I'm going to ask the question now live. Here we go. Let's hopefully it won't mess it up and say I can't uh, understand this. So this is what it's now saying live as we speak. Okay. And you should be able to see that on the screen uh, over here. And it's going to look for companies with strong earnings growth, solid return on equity, reasonable debt levels, good profit margins, positive cash flow, and so on. And it's going to examine the data for that. Okay. So it's going to look at my value growth ratings. Uh, and so on, right? And it's doing this as we speak. So this is ChatGPT 4+, which now allows you, as you can see down here, allows you to attach files, right? 4+, allows you to attach files. And like I said, I've just used conventional and proven methods which are profitable. You know, I could have improved that prompt a lot. So this is not an academic exercise where... You know, I could submit this for a PhD because it's a long way away from that. Yes, that data is all live in real time. Okay, it's bang up to date. Uh, so these are the stocks it's come up with. These are not recommendations. I've not seen these before. Uh, and this is what it's coming up with. Seplat, Petroleum Development, Alliance Resource Partners, H&T Group, Eleknor, Ingenta, Ten Entertainment Group, XBS Pensions Group, Cigna, Novabase, uh, and Fugro. Now, what it's done... The way in which it's done it is taken all the factors that I've put in and it's weighted them uh, into a particular score. Now, I don't actually know these companies. I mean, obviously, Cigna I've heard of, but um, Ten Entertainment I've heard of, but the others I've not heard of. Um, Alliance Resource I've come across, but don't particularly know. And the way it's done it and what it said it's done is, and this is where it's given the explanation, the spreadsheet contains a variety of data. Uh, and what it's done is it's gone through all those data points and it's explained it to itself what those data points mean. I will use these criteria to identify the top 10 stocks from the list that appear to have the best potential returns over the next 12 months. I'll sort the stocks based on a combination of these factors, emphasizing the Alpish rating, Crokey, Sortina, Alpha, uh, and so on. So there's a lot of different ways in which you could have done this. It's not a very scientific approach. Uh, and these are the names that it's come up from 10,000 stocks. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, time will tell us. I could have, of course, improved that prompt significantly uh, than from what I've done. I will analyze these stocks, probably get my team overnight to put it into a uh, PowerPoint for me, which has the fundamentals drawn out, because at the moment all I've got is a bunch of names based on all of this data. And then what I will do is see what I actually think about them. Now, what's going to happen in 12 months will tell us whether or not this is accurate. What's going to happen in 12 months is we're going to find out whether or not it beat my picks for my pension, my SIP and ISA. Now, as I've said, there's a whole load of problems with the methodology that I've used because it may not pick stocks based on my particular suitability. If I said to it, now find me stocks which are suitable for me, given I've got a certain age, risk profile, and so on. I'm sure it would have given different answers. Anyway, I think it's fascinating that it can do this and the manner in which it does all of this. So that's what we are. Now, somebody said, why not feed into a trading journal and generate ideas from there? Let it give you tips in that way. Yeah, you could do all sorts of things, okay? 
Um, brilliant from Ben. He said, can you backtest data from 12 months ago and see if it beat your picks? Exactly correct. And that's something which, uh, as of today, my team's going to be doing. Uh, exactly that. We're going to look at the database of stocks from 12 months ago, the data that we have from 12 months ago, ask it exactly the same question uh, and make sure it doesn't look on the internet to see what which stocks perform the best and then see if it outperformed the picks that I had from 12 months ago. And in fact, we'll probably do it from January the 1st uh, or 12 months ago, whatever. So my team are actually working on exactly that. And you might say, well, why haven't they already done it? Well, because literally it was only yesterday I discovered ChatGPT4 Plus allowed me to upload data onto there. It is outrageous if it comes off. But there's a problem, Paul. If it comes off, it could be just coincidence. Uh, could be just coincidence. Um, as well, somebody else has said, my point was strategies that are out there are typically not profitable. That's the problem. Could be a problem with the prompt. So we could change the prompt and say, find me strategies which would have, you know, there's a, find me, here's a bunch of data from the last hundred years, month by month. Now find me strategies which should and could have worked and when they should have been changed and align for the current existing climate. Tell me what strategy I should adopt right now and which would be most profitable for the next 12 months. Obviously, as you can imagine, there you're getting into supercomputer territories probably. Can you invest in the S&P 500 from the UK? Yes, you can. You'd use an exchange-traded fund. Um, something I'd like to do but don't know nothing about. Well, this is why I'm showing people this. I'm showing people this because I'm actually showing it live. And I didn't actually know it would do this live because it could have just said, as it often does, sorry, can't read the data or there's this problem or that problem or whatever else. So I've been really impressed. Um, I'll see if I can zoom in a bit for you guys. Actually, let's do that. Um, here we go. So this is what I'd asked it. I'll just scroll down slowly. I think you should be able to read all of this on your screens slowly. And as you read it, I will... Uh, equally, what I will do is continue answering the questions. Will ChatGPT start to dictate the market? I don't know. I, do, I honestly don't know. How often do I go live? Not very often, I'm afraid. I have so many other things to do. I did it tonight just because I was so excited about having all this data, having the ability to very easily upload the data now on ChatGPT4+. Uh, and there are different tools. There's Julius.ai, which I've been using, and Business Insider did a whole article about how we've been using this in the hedge fund to be able to come up with new ideas, or more importantly, not new ideas, because we've never had a problem with ideas. Just see if there's stocks that we've missed, things that we've missed. Uh, says everyone can't see the screen. Sorry about that. But I will download this and then upload it onto YouTube as well. Uh, I'd imagine big investment houses will use AI to work compliance if they're not already. I, I, you know, I just don't know how quickly this thing's moving. Can't you extract the data with prompts so you don't have to do this yourself? Well, it, there wasn't much I had to do. Uh, but I see what you mean. Could it find the data? Um, this data I didn't have to do. My team does that, and it doesn't take as long to get hold of all the, the database stuff here. Listen, guys, I'm going to leave it at that for now because I wanted to keep this short and sharp. Please do follow and like, and I'll try and do more... Uh, more videos on using AI for stock selection and what the future might look like. And more importantly, I'll give you, if you're following this, you'll find historical results I'll keep posting going forward to see how AI has actually done as I go forward, uh, how it did from 12 months ago and how it does uh, in the future as well. There's quite a few questions coming in, but I will look at all this. Um, yes, my videos are on YouTube and... Uh, I will post this tonight on YouTube, actually, because I'm just so excited. I should be getting to sleep 
but uh, I am rather excited. So you can find me on YouTube, my YouTube channel. I've just put it on there. Um, it's arpashpatel.com forward slash links. And make sure you subscribe to it because then uh, you'll see more of these videos. Listen, thanks. So sorry it was so short, but I will make sure through my Telegram channel, YouTube, and all the rest of it. And the links for that are arpashpatel.com forward slash links. I keep you updated as well. Apologies, I couldn't answer all the questions. But um, I need my beauty sleep, as you can see. I look rough. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.